It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, it's Gina Gardner here. And the program Gina Gardner and Friends shares with you all sorts of inspirational and motivational stories. And today I have a great guest, Mark Moyer. He works with athletes and he helps them transition into a new career. He's a career coach and executive recruiter. And his principle of his work is that the skills, work ethic and the competitive mindset that athletes create in order to be successful translates very, very well into a, a corporate career. So, Mark, welcome. Lovely to have you here. Thanks, Gina, for having me. And that was such a nice introduction. I don't think I need to say anything else. That was great. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So I'm really interested how you come to be someone who works with people who've been athletes. Talk people through your story and share with them how you've come to this place. The As short of a version as I can make it, so I'll speak quickly, but I spent most of my career in executive search and I was working with people here in New York City, helping them transition from one company to the next. And then back uh, several years ago when Lehman Brothers uh, went through their issues back in 2008, I started to think, well, look, I'm, I'm really interested in helping the person and not necessarily as much the company. And so I really shifted from being a, an executive recruiter and more into helping people make that transition and really walking them through understanding what it is that drives them to succeed and being much more proactive in their search versus reactive. Instead of reacting to what the market feeds them, I want them to really understand what it is that drives them to succeed and what they love doing. Um, my firm belief is everybody should wake up every morning excited to do what they do and not just saying, oh, here's another day. And so uh, about five or six years ago, I was introduced to a, a hockey player who had been retired for several years. They said to me, Mark, you know, I don't, I have no idea what I'm going to do next. You know, I've been out of, this, out of the game for a long time and I don't have any skills, nothing. And he'd been at home day trading for a while. And so from that first moment, we started speaking where he was on his couch, kind of depressed and really not knowing what to do next. Within five weeks, we had walked him through 
how to really decide what he could do next, leveraging his athletic background, but also with his trading experience. And then from there, it was all about understanding where he should go, who he should talk to, how to develop a network, how to meet the people, how to really crush the interview process, and then how to negotiate an offer. And so within five weeks, he had started a new job on a trading desk in the financial space. And he was so excited. And then he said, Mark, you need to help athletes. And I kind of thought, well, gee, I kind of felt like they were all doing pretty well. Yeah. And now I've since learned that almost none of them are doing really well. And they all struggle, certainly mentally, when they leave their sport. And then um, it really, it's incredible with an athlete. Uh, once you restore their confidence in the process, it's like flipping a light switch. I find it very interesting that, you know, people who are changing, transitioning from one uh, type of work or life into another rarely appreciate the gifts that they have. And I'll give you a couple of other examples. So mum returners, I can remember running a course for people who'd been out of work and returning to work. Mm-hmm. And they said, we have no skills. And I said to them, well, do you multitask? Yes. Do you run a budget? Yes. Do you solution find? Yes. Do you communicate? Yes. And so the list went on. And the other group that I've worked with is ex-military who want to move into Civvy Street. And there's no doubt there's a different language. And I'd be interested to know if there's a different language for athletes too, that they too found it hard to identify those transferable skills. Now you talk about the skills, the the uh, work ethic, and the success mindset. Why do you think that those translate so well? Well, you're absolutely right. By the way, Gina, that that uh, I've worked with military as well, and and they truly struggle without any help. Uh, you know, translating their military mindset into the civilian one, and and again, it's the same thing that when you demonstrate to whether it's a you know, former military, or if it's a former athlete, once you demonstrate to them that they can restore their confidence to succeed in whatever it is they're doing, and um, leverage, as you mentioned a minute ago, a lot of the skill set that they developed as an athlete, but, you know, there's so many that they don't understand that they have that they take for granted that a non-athlete doesn't have. For example, the ability to pivot at a moment's notice, the ability to learn a playbook, which is very challenging. It's almost like learning a whole new like uh, lines for a play in in minutes. Um, the ability to take direction, which many non-athletes are don't, aren't really that good at. Um, the ability to be in front of the media, the ability to be on a stage, the ability to be in front of people. Most non-athletes are terrified about being on a, in front of a camera or in front of a stage. So there's that's just a a few of them. But once they realize that they have significant skills that they bring to the table to any whether it's a corporation any sort of business environment then then they start saying oh maybe i'm not so bad off after all yeah i think you hit the nail on the head that confidence in yourself is the key to almost anything you know i've said many times that that each of us are the common denominator that we take within our life every moment of every day And I think it's interesting how often people don't recognize the success in one area of their life translates into every area of their life if they allow it to, whether that's within their 
professional life to their personal life or the other way around. And I just wonder when you're working with people, looking at how to build their confidence, what sort of things do you talk about with them that help them? Because I'm sure the same principles will help our listeners. I think that most people struggle with the idea that they are an expert at something or many things. They think, oh, no way, I'm not an expert at that. And I try to explain to people, you to be an expert in something, you don't need to be 200% better at something than someone else. You need to be just a little bit better, 10% better. Because, you know, I tell people, look, I, I know how to, I don't know, I know how to, you know, do something, fixing a car or whatever it is, but I'm not an expert in that area. If I meet someone who could say, oh yeah, I can, I could change your oil or yeah, I could change your tire. I can do this and that. They're my expert now. They don't need to be an expert car mechanic. If you know a little bit more about something than me, you're my expert. And as someone running a practice or a business, if they are, if they know just a little bit more than someone else, now they can be their expert. They don't need to be the best in the field. You just need to be an expert to someone else to share that knowledge. I think that's a really good point. And interestingly, I know if you think about IT, for example, I would rather learn from somebody who is better than me, but not a nerd, if you'll excuse the expression, because usually they go, you go diddly dum, diddly do. And I'm thinking, what am I supposed to do? Whereas if somebody has struggled a bit, but have learned it, they're able to break it down into something which is much more meaningful to me. Well, that's it, because you bring up a great point there. When when you explain, when when an, a true expert, like you said, the nerd, the person, the, the IT specialist, it tries to explain something to us, you know, they, I, I look at them and I say, you know what, why don't you just, just do it? You know, I, I don't, I, you know, but <clears throat> if someone explains it in a way that I understand it, suddenly they're much more valuable to me. You know, so now they're my expert, but they're also my partner in learning and in, in the knowledge uh, acquisition, I guess, of, of whatever that skill set is. So completely agree. We're going to go for a short break now. Um, we'll see you or speak in a moment. And I want to explore more around the, the, the work ethic and the mindset. COVID-19 has been a really long and difficult fight. It's definitely taken a toll on all of us. Right now, new variants are a lot more contagious and need to be taken seriously. Getting vaccinated and staying boosted is the best way to keep you protected from COVID-19 and help you stay out of the hospital. Even if you got COVID before, it's important that you go get your COVID booster. COVID shots are safe. Much safer than getting the virus. We can all do our part and get back to living. You can go to getvaccineanswers.org for more information. When his idea of game night has you feeling played. Or your teacher's pet has become unleashed. And inseparable has become intolerable. Visit boystown.org parenting whether you're a parent, grandparent, or guardian of a toddler, teen, or someone in between, we've got parenting guides, articles, videos, tools, and quick tips from experts backed by over 100 years of experience. Get your parenting going in the right direction 
with Boys Town, saving children and healing families. Welcome back. What do you think, Mark, are the most important aspects of mindset in terms of creating a successful career or life? I think it's self-confidence um, and, and the trust in your own innate skills and abilities that, you know, trust in yourself, trust in your, uh, you know, sometimes we say trust your gut, right? But trust your instincts. I think you'll find that your mindset, when you when you have a positive mindset, I'm a big believer in positive um, mindset. And sometimes people think I'm too rose, what do they say, rose-colored glasses, that sort of thing. But yeah. I, I, look, I try to look at, I'm cup half full all the time, I'm cup all the way full. And I feel that the positive mindset also leads more towards being more confident in your skills and your, your abilities. So to me, you know, positivity and confidence are, are critical. Um, you know, you have to have sometimes a dash of realism and uh, pragmatism and all that sort of thing. But I don't know, people that know me say that sometimes I throw that out the window and I don't worry about it. And I just I charge ahead. You know, it's, uh, it's so much more fun to charge forward than to worry about what's behind you. I think that's true. There's a lot of research now about the difference in terms of life quality and actually longevity in terms of optimists and pessimists. And they say that those who are cup half empty, let's call those the pessimists, who are always looking back, uh, worrying about what's happened or looking forward and being anxious so they're not in the moment. Um, in comparison, optimists, and I'm not talking about blind optimism, you know, using the data and the information, but who are positive, um, that they live longer, that they are more successful in life, that they earn more money, that they um, have a better quality of health because they're not so stressed. So it makes perfect sense to choose to be an optimist. And I think you can train yourself to be more optimistic in a number of ways. I'm interested in what you think. Can you train yourself to be more optimistic or is it something you're born with? My mother um, was always, uh, I don't know if the, the life of the party is the right term, but she was always, actually, you know what those, I don't know if she was always optimistic. But anyways, um, but I think that it's something where um, you can train yourself to try your best to look at the, not just the upside of things, but, you know, I've over the years become better at not, you know, the, the book, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, not worrying about some of the things you can't control. And even the things you can control at the end of the day, what's the worst possible outcome of something? I think we have a tendency as humans to always look at this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. And it almost never gets to that that depth of worseness. So I, I try to say, look, you know, I'm going to try to look at the best possible outcome. And if I fall short, that's OK, because I'm, I'm still striving for the best and not worrying about the worst. So I think that it's something that can be, especially if, as people mature, maybe worrying less about the things that are sort of at the end of the day, minuscule in our overall lives. But um, I know lots of people that do worry about everything. And it's you can see it on their faces. They, it's, you know, they, as you said earlier, I think they age more, they age quicker and it's, uh, and they're stressed out and uh, that's no way to live. It's interesting that now the study, the neuroscience study, which looks at, you know, when we in left brain thinking, we tend to catastrophize. That tends to be associated with male energy and male and female energy are nothing to do with your gender, but just in terms of the way you're thinking. 
and that how when you move into right brain thinking, you look for solutions, you're more creative, that you are better able to communicate, for example. I'd be really interested if you know, successful athletes to look at where they spend most of their time. And I suspect that they would be right brain thinking a lot more of the time than they are left brain. I mean, look, at the end of the day, as an athlete, their complete focus, 100% focus is to be a better athlete every minute. I mean, they, that's their focus. Some of them say, well, look, I'm, I'm just good enough the way I am. But then others are saying, well, how can I strive to be half a percent better, 1% better? And, and they're very detail-oriented when it comes to things like, you know, um, what is the right fitness? What is the right nutrition? What is the right sleep habits? What, you know, all these different things that it all goes into them being better because if they perform better, they'll be more successful. They're more successful, they'll make more money. All, this, all these things follow. So it makes sense to them from that perspective. Um, I think sometimes non-athletes are maybe, they don't have that same vision of if I do this, this, and this, and this, I will get the desired result. So I think that's something that stands out for athletes a little bit. Do you think that some of it is because that they have a very clear goal that, you know, they have somewhere they're trying to get to um, and that then keeps them on this, the straight and narrow in terms of focusing their attention towards that. Absolutely. And in fact, that's, I think that's one benefit that athletes have that sometimes people in the business world don't have is, uh, you know, for example, you know, as an athlete, I still play, I still play some ice hockey. I still play some uh, softball and so forth. And I know that my goal is to <laughs> not keel over on the ice. No, not quite. <laughs> You know, the goal is to try to play to my best of my abilities, to score some goals, et cetera, et cetera. But there are specific things that I want to accomplish when I'm out there. But then when it comes to my business, sometimes, especially because I'm involved in a few different things, it's it's in my case, I don't say, well, I want to earn X amount or I want to make this amount of sales or I want to bring in this many people into my events. It's more like I'm just going to try my best. And I think that I need to implement more of the, look, let's, I can do, you know, attainable goals and then just keep on increasing them. So, uh, boy, I feel like I'm in confession right now and I just uh, admitted my sins. But anyways. <laughs> it's always easier, isn't it, to tell everybody else what uh, what's good practice until it comes to your own stuff. I have to say, I think we're all guilty uh, to some extent of that. Oh. I'm, I'm fascinated in, you know, those people who have very clear understanding of their why, whether that's at a personal level or at a, a professional level or a business level, for me, that acts as the lighthouse. So when the seas get stormy and life gets challenging, when your why is really clear, that helps you get, if you get off the path for a bit, it gets you back onto the path very quickly. But I'm also torn, and I'd be really interested in your thoughts, that my sister, who's a very wise uh, lady, will often say, you know, if you're so fixed on the destination, you can, you can find yourself not enjoying the journey. And from, I think it's a balance between having a really clear why, but also being prepared to live in the moment, smell roses occasionally, and actually enjoy the process. What are your thoughts? That's a great question. I'll tell you why. So I'm in New York City and in New York City, we tend to have a reputation of being very impatient, very, you know, we need to have things done right away. When I lived out in, in Los Angeles for, for a little while, when I was younger, um, I'd walk somewhere 
And people be like, dude, man, what's the big rush? What are you in a big hurry for? Come on, man, chill. And I say, no, I got to go from point A to point B. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. And um, so I, I think in my case, what I tell sometimes my clients is I say to them, look, you know, a lot of times we're thrust into the ocean and we're on a life raft. And athletes, especially, they, they land on this life raft, big ocean. They don't know which way to go. They don't know where that island is, the tropical island of their next great career. But they're strong and they have a big paddle. They can strong, they can, they can paddle really hard, but they just need that guide, right? They need to get there. And I say, look, tell you what, I'm not only going to help you find that, that tropical island, but once we know where it is, throw that, boat, throw that in the back of my boat. Let's just get there. Right. So sometimes I say, let's not worry so much about the journey. Let's just get there and enjoy the like when you're on the power boat flying towards that island, enjoy the breeze and enjoy that. So that'll be enjoying it. But let's let's get there. So sometimes I'm admittedly less about the journey and more about the destination because I just want to get us there. But I also agree with you that sometimes uh, we miss out on some of the, you know, as you say, stop and smell the roses a little bit. Um, so maybe what I'll do going forward is try to stop the boat for a little while and look at the... Uh, you know, I think the difference for me is doing it consciously and actually recognising that there are times when you just want to get there and other times when stopping actually gives you time to reflect and to uh, to just enjoy that moment. And doing that at a conscious level rather than at a habitual thinking level, I think then gives you the option to have the best of both worlds. We're going to go for a break. But before we do, I just want you to share with, um, with our audience. You know, if people are interested in working with you or want to know more about what you do, where would they find you? The best spot is to reach out to me uh, via the website, winagainacademy.com, winagainacademy, or, or mark at winagainacademy.com is great. And uh, I'm also all over LinkedIn and some other social media. Mark Moyer, that's me. Thank you. Lovely. Well, we're going to carry on after the break, so please don't go away. We'll see you in a minute. What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I uh, was just gonna drive home. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh man, the selfies. <laughs> Selfie nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on man, let's put a ride home. ADT's command panel lets you control your secure smart home like lights, locks, thermostat, and arming and disarming the system, and contacts 24-7 monitoring agents if tampered with. Use your panel to control your lights. You can dim smart lights even if your lamp doesn't come with a dimmer. This works for interior and exterior lights. Create automations and custom schedules to turn your smart light bulbs on and off. This is great for nighttime, vacations, or if you just want to mess with your brother. And it's backed by 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in security, ADT. Welcome back. I'm talking to Mark Moyer, and we're talking about the, the way in which athletes are able to um, translate into a new career using their skills, their mindset, and so on. And I'm really interested, you've now been working with athletes for some time. What's the dream for you? 
wait, am I allowed to have one? Hang on a second. Oh, okay. Um, my, my ambition, I guess, my dream ambition, mission, and so forth is that I believe firmly that athletes across the board, whether you're a student athlete from university, leaving university, and you're not going to continue playing your sport, or if you're an amateur athlete, an Olympian, a Paralympian, where perhaps you retire from doing judo or ski jumping or whatever it is, and there's no professional path forward or professional athletes. Um, you know, my feeling is that an athlete has dedicated so much of their, their life to performing a sport. And now that they're done, a lot of times they feel like they've been left behind. Their friends have been now working in the working world for a few years, but they have been playing their sport and now they feel left behind. And uh, the more I hear about the programming that is being offered a lot of these athletes, it's it's really it's really quite disappointing because a lot of times they're offered, click on this link, watch these videos, good luck. And to me, every athlete needs encouragement, they need guidance, and they need someone to speak to to walk them through, just like they've been coached their whole lives in a sport. When they learn how to be a better skier, they don't go on to a laptop and click and watch videos. No, they have they hear it from a live coach. That person's encouraging them along the way and teaching them. So I feel that my my mission is really try to get the message out to as many people as possible about the things that they can do to truly be prepared for their career and their life after their sport uh, ends and when they when they retire. But also once if they've already been retired for a while, how they should be doing something that they absolutely love doing. You know, I've, I've met too many athletes now that they, they say, oh, well, you know, some guy came over to me and said I should be really, I'd be really good in real estate, so that's what I'm doing. Or I'd be really good at working at a construction site, so that's what I'm doing. And I say, well, what you're doing is you're allowing the market to control what you do. And I think it's so critical for you to be proactive and to you decide what it is you'd love to do. And, and I walk them through that process of, really figuring out, well, what is it that they love doing? What are some interests that they have that they can leverage into their next business? It's interesting because sometimes the, you know, I'll talk to even a senior level executive who says, wait, it's that simple. That makes complete sense. And I said, it's that easy. But the problem is that so many people are being trained and led either the wrong direction or just, uh, you know, I feel that there's a, so much, there's too much bad advice out there. And it's advice that may have worked 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, but it doesn't work now. Right. And um, I think there's there's that tendency to for people to say, well, look, you need to earn your dues. And I'm a big fan of earning dues for sure. But I'm also a big fan of earning dues, doing something you love doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's so important. You spend a lot of time at work. And if you can do something that you really are passionate about and that you love, then I think People are healthier. They're actually better at it. There's so much to re to rec be recommended by looking. And that's true of everyone, not just of athletes who are leading the profession. Sure. Yeah. But I'm reminded that I was a principal or head teacher for over 20 years. And prior to that, I had taught for um, several years. And when I left headship in 2004, I didn't know who I was when I wasn't being a principal or a head teacher. My identity, which had been so strong that I'd had um, great recognition, my school was on the best hundreds uh, schools in the country list twice. 
And suddenly I was left with what am I going to do now? I'm not ready for daytime television. Um, <laughs> I've got all of this experience and expertise. I'd worked in for the government as an advisor and all sorts of things. But in reality, I was back being a teenager, feeling that I didn't know who I was or what I was going to do. And it was a really challenging time to create an, a, a relationship with me that was based on having um, a, a sound, positive, you know, really liking and loving who I am. And I wonder if you found that's an issue for your athletes who suddenly are no longer in the public eye. Uh, 100%. They've been such a an elite performer for so long. And they've, whether it's again in university, if it's, um, you know, amateur, professional, doesn't matter. They've been performing in front of their fans and all these people that have expectations about their capabilities. And now suddenly they're, again, they're at home, they're on the couch and they're saying, okay, now what? We're very much at the end of the show, and I have so enjoyed listen, uh, talking to you and, and you know hearing about how many parallels there are. Genuinely You is very proud to be a member of B1G1, Buy One, Give One, which is an organisation that has projects all around the world. And for every guest, we donate on their behalf. Mark, thank you so much for being a great guest. I truly appreciate it. You're a fantastic host. You really are. And thank you for listening. Remember, for everybody who listens or downloads the show, we donate a free meal to somebody who's hungry. Come and join us on the next show and let us know what you think. Lots of love from me. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.